Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Owner of a lonely heart. Da, 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 da. I watched the music video to that. Did you see it? I DM'd you it. Um, it was on. I just saw that. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. You see now, <laughs> it felt like teachers doing something for a school panto that they weren't really comfortable <laughs> with. <laughs> Owner of a lonely heart. Da, da, da. They're wear- also they're wearing clothes that they definitely didn't choose. There's that feeling of, have you ever been dressed for a situation and not really by you, and you've just got to go with it? Um, yes. And you, and you were like, oh, this is not really me. Oh, maybe I'm living a lie. I have. Yeah, um, it's a weird feeling, isn't it? It Yes, and, and yeah, and you go, oh, I don't really like these trousers, and but the people around you are going, that's fine, and some professional person's put you in those trousers, so they just go, yeah, 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 you look great. And just go, oh, do I, though? Do I it. bought some trousers uh, uh, last year that um, I wasn't sure about, but I bought them because they were exactly the kind of trousers I wouldn't normally choose. Ah, interesting. Yeah, and I tried them on. And I thought actually these are okay. And my wife was like, "Ooh, are they? Are you, you, you sure about that?" And I was like, "I think so." And she's like, "Maybe, maybe with those <laughs> shoes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never worn them since. Every time I put them on, I go, "It feels like I'm putting on someone else's trousers." They're just—I so, I don't know why. <laughs> it's uh, um, just—it's good that you've gone with a like a bold decision trouser. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not like sort of zany. They're not like a bloke I saw at a bus stop the other day who was wearing an incredible pair of trousers where the legs were different colours. One was like a sort of pastely salmon-y pink and one was a pastely blue. And they were they were high as well. They were ankle shower trousers. They were yeah, waders. Which are, it was very fashion-forward, I imagine. Yeah, but yeah, did yeah. look a bit strange. So these aren't the trousers I've got. They're just, they're just a pair of green trousers. I, I actually need to buy trousers because a lot of mine since last year, um, I've and I've got a little larger, um, most of my trousers don't really fit. And oh. for the first time in my life, I feel a bit trouser conscious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like? It's a bit like when you test a car that is not your personality and not the kind of car that you would ever really buy or dream of buying mm. and you look at yourself in one of those mirrored shop fronts or something where, and you go "Ooh, do i look like a bit of a flute you know i think there's a bit yeah. of, there's a bit of that about it but I, I i like it when people just rock rock things with conviction they just go yeah it's not I, i've never done this before but who cares it's just rock and roll what yeah. car what car would you be completely out of place in oh if i said have one of these for a year do everything with it 
I don't know. It's funny, actually. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was driving my Range Rover, and I thought, it's funny, I haven't been called a prick while I've been driving this yet. <laughs> well, I, I think I've, I've texted so. you a few times. Well, I know you have, but that doesn't count. I've been by an actual person in real life going, oh, you, you know, I thought, well, and I suppose I do, I do drive it carefully. I do try and be extra careful not to be a knob because I feel like people already think you're a knob in it. So, in a way, it's sort of... yeah. Whereas the leeway, and not that I do, you know, I don't deliberately drive like an ass, but the leeway that you get in uh, my Defender, for example, which everyone seems to like, yeah, means that you know it doesn't rage people up. But I think there are certain cars that people just go, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, true, but in terms, true. I don't. I mean, I just think it doesn't. I don't. I don't feel sort of completely self-conscious and and uncomfortable in the Range Rover. I just was thinking, I bet I'll get called a prick soon in this just for having it. Um, Have you palmed it yet? I palm it all the time. It's the ultimate palm. Oh, is it? You've been roboting everywhere. Oh, my God. I never not palm it because the steering's quite light and the wheel is big. Yeah. We should totally have a palming competition. Um, oh, I will I will take what, you all on. What is the, it's what is it's the, such a palming car. What is peak palm car? <laughs> it's, got, uh, it's got to be something overly assisted, hasn't it? And there's a few of those out there. Original Jeep Cherokee. Oh, was it so Incredibly light? Incredibly light steering. <laughs> I once saw TV's Quentin Wilson getting one of those into a very tight parking spot entirely with the palm. It was majestic to behold. <laughs> Did it look like he was trying to conjure a spell at the dashboard? <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, he was fending off a cloud of wasps that were coming out of the instrument. But with the power of his mind. Go back. Uh. Go back. And was it, was it? Was it? Is it sixteen turns lock for lock? So if he gets into a tank slapper on the motorway, honestly, it just breaks all of your fingers while you're trying to just <laughs> grip, lift, grip, lift, grip, lift, grip, lift. So yeah, I just remember because they had very, oh. very over-assisted steering, I think. And um, so Jag XJs are quite good palm cars, aren't they? Kim Kim Palm Dashim. Yeah. Okay, well, those, or, do women do women do women palm? Do you ever see women palming? Uh, I think oh, I bet you do, but I'd, I'm trying to think. I'd love to see okay. a female Palmer. <laughs> I would. Patsy Palmer. Yeah, I'd love to see a um, Femi Palmer. I've not seen one, I don't think. Well, I bet our friend Vicky Butler Henderson has palmed. Well, she's got. She's had a few Range Rovers, and if oh well, I'm, I might. I'll message her afterwards and just ask her if she's a Palmer. Yeah, <laughs> I love to put it in context because <laughs> it might sound like I'm trying to sort of railroad her into some offensive just anecdote. To- Dupe her into low quality innuendo. Yeah, you've done plenty uh, of farming, haven't you, Vicky? Yeah. I I'm trying to think. Have I ever? Oh, I don't know. I must have done. I can't. I'm just. I can't think. I'm, I mean, that's the thing. I I sort of. It's like. Quentin casts such a palming shadow over everybody else I've ever seen driving a car for his sheer elegance of palming that I, I just can't Does he know anyone else doing it. Does he know how much you um, appreciated the, the, the palm? The, the palming no, action? No, I don't think... I, I mean, I, I, never, I never openly admired his palm. But maybe he knew. Maybe he knew that, that, that it was attracting admiring glances for the sheer lack of any use of the <laughs> prehensile <laughs> parts of his hand. I always want to know in my I hope in my heart of hearts where there's some furious palming going on. I just I just envisage the uh, power steering top up bottle just frothing like a, you know like <laughs> someone's just stuck a, a, a vitamin C barocca in there and it's just absolutely just frothing it. 
It's going, stop going left, then right, then left, then right, really quickly. Can you just stop it? I can't cope. <laughs> Fizzing power <laughs> fluid box. It is, isn't it? What's that old school hangover cure? Uh, the, the horrible tablet. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. Um, I've only ever tried one of those once. I threw it straight back up. It looked like I was having a fit in the garden. Yeah, very foamy. Yeah, very foamy. Yeah. I don't even know if they work. Well, they feel like they must, don't they? They're sort of revolting enough to feel like they must do, otherwise what's the point? Well, but, well quite. Quite. Uh, quite. I, don't, I don't know. Um, Spouts. After last week's podcast in which we talked about um, death cars and cockroach cars yeah. and all sorts, we've yeah. had a remarkable response. It, so well, many messages and emails and people sharing their their death spec cars or their cockroach cars and obviously this is uh, lots of pictures which of course don't really work on a podcast but um <laughs> i did just want to say thanks to everyone for um sharing some of their their wonderful cars and things they've bought stories of buying amazing cars with incredibly low mileages on because um because of the dead owner um, well, it, I feel like it's one of those things where I probably should have kept it to myself because it's an incredible way of shopping for the unmolested cars of an average spec. <laughs> I, I and I do like it. It's a good recipe, right? It works. I'm like the. I should have written like a Jamie Oliver style recipe book for this. I was going to say you could have um, could have been the Jamie Oliver of secondhand worthless cars. <laughs> I don't know how that would pan out. <laughs> I yeah I can't see a sort of career trajectory based on that, but oh. it's worth a try. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to. Do it. Well, I, I say that, but the response that we got was actually pretty stonking. Um, I'll just do, I'll, I've got a few of them here. I'll just I'll, I'll just give you a flavour of what we got. Michael Fletcher uh, sent us pictures of his 1994 Honda Civic 1.5 LSI. Oh, love sex miles on it. Just, Love, sex, intelligence. just reminds yeah. me of the Shaman track every time. So that's that's that nineties era Civic back when Hondas used to be quite good looking. Yes, um, fifty four thousand miles auto, and um, it's I guess I mean, the problem with these these deceased spec cars is that they do often come with a slightly sad tale. This one, the seller got the rear arch work done while his dad was in hospital as a surprise for him. Uh, but the sad thing is his dad never made it out of hospital. Oh. And then Michael got the car. He says it had a tweed interior of which the driver's seat smelt something like the men's lab <laughs> at half seven in the morning on the second day of a Santa Pod race weekend. <laughs> Painting pictures with words. Um, but then um, he, he paid 550 quid for it, but then he, he put... Uh, <laughs> A K20 engine out of a Civic Type R and a six-speed manual in it with a quote. Seriously, seriously. Yeah, and oh then my... sold it for eight grand four years later. Oh so. my gosh, it's gone from being sort of having sort of pissy death on the passenger driver's seat yeah. to being a quaff. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, Michael. You've broken the rules here. I think true deceased spec, you keep it absolutely as stock as a sort of memorial to the late <laughs> former owner but still I admire the fact that he sent some pictures and it starts off as yeah just a very ordinary little silver civic and then by the time he's finished with it it's got full 
Tokyo Night Racer look going on. Square front <laughs> number plate, the lock. Oh, that's really... Uh, I can't stop chuckling because I know about those toilets. And uh, I was going to say, I've never been to a race weekend at Santa Pod. Your laugh says that you have. Oh, well, uh, I remember when uh, we used to... When we were racing there and it was my job to empty the cassette toilet from the... Oh. from the motorhome and I went in there on a <sighs> it was on a Friday night at about a half eleven <sighs> the, 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 the heat in the toilet was the first thing that struck me it felt oh. like it was over 30 degrees C and you're like but oh, nobody heats a toilet nobody heats a toilet like this so you think where all this energy where's it coming from and then <laughs> the second thing was I'm, I pulled my scarf. I did the usual thing. I pulled the scarf right over my nose. COVID spec, yeah. but pre, pre, prior to COVID. And sprayed lots of, um, it was brute, um, all on the scarf. So all I could smell was, was a, a male fragrance, a, a, an attractive one. And um, as I was as I was tipping this this thing into, a, into the drain, someone in a few cubicles away just did the most awful, awful splattery (laughs) and someone someone else in one of the other cubicles on the other side just went you dirty bastard like that (laughs) (laughs) I know I was crying because the smell was terrible anyway but I was sort of laughing at the same time just trying to get the job done quickly without any splashback oh gosh the whole scenario just really tickled me and uh, that's just rekindled those ever such fond memories I don't really know how to follow that. I think I'm going to take you for a weekend at Pod and we'll do the full experience. It'll be, they'll be. I'm busy. They'll be, lu- I'm they'll really be lukewarm busy. lager. So busy. No, you're not busy. It'll be absolutely fine. It'll be fantastic. I'll- when are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking July, August. But oh, we'll busy. <laughs> no. busy. Away, I'm away. But for the full experience, what I'll do is, if you go, oh, I'm not, I'm not going in a tent. I'm not going in a tent. What I'll do is, is, is the usual scenario: is you borrow a van from work, and all you do is you just put some, like, I don't know, random bedding in the back, crates of. Um, oh right, a van, not a camper van. No, just an actual van. So when you shut the door, uh, it's pitch dark forever. Oh God. <laughs> That's the that's the the old school way of doing things. It's like I'm not I'm not sleeping in a tent. I'll borrow I'll borrow the van from the gaffer at work. There's all these vans with just sort of and towels hanging off the the back door. What are we going to watch? Is it? I imagine it's very much like Glyndebourne. Yeah, I, I very much like you to watch um, an FIA event because then they, you'd see some <laughs> top fuel and some um, some funny cars run. Um, and I'd like you to watch the Street Eliminator because that's my favourite category, the street legal ones. Oh, okay. And they're, yeah. they're bound, boundary pushing, you know, they're boundary pushing. Oh, it'd be great, man. It'd be great. And I'll get you a festival hat as well. I could see you in a festival hat. You know when you turn up at a festival and it there just seems to be this unwritten rule that some people say, <laughs> this, this is the perfect opportunity for me yeah. to wear a really <laughs> shitty thing on my head. Yeah. <laughs> What's that I, all about? I look like it's odd, isn't it? I look like a jester on ketamine. Yeah, brilliant. What what do you do by <laughs> what do you do during the day? Oh I'm a software developer. Oh great. But today I'm I'm a strange yeah, jester. I'm dressed like Mr. Claypole out of Rentagate. <laughs> yes, exactly. On acid. I look like a uh, I look like a really, really um, dishevelled roadie from the Wonder Stuff. 
Brilliant. Well, I'll look forward to that. Oh, shit, I'm busy, though. I can't do it. Uh, it's, it's okay. There's, I think there's a couple Sh- of events coming up when you're not busy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think you'll be surprised. What do you I think, listeners? What do you think, listeners? Should we have a little gathering? No, I don't. Yeah. Don't. I'll tell you what. We'll, have, we'll make a campfire and I'll bring a guitar that I can't play. Just for the full experience. <laughs> it's for the look. I'll do the. Like I'll it. get the look. And and also, all the we'll park all our cars in a big circle and we'll talk about how they're all stage three. Of course. Even of course a compl- and even though they're all clearly deceased spec, completely stock cars that we've just turned up in with drinks and with gin in the boot. I'll come in the Range Rover, but I'll have the supercharger belt specially shortened for the weekend just to join in. Oh, are you going to make with it a little bit more vocal? Cretinous tuning attempts. <laughs> yeah, I'll just bang some holes in the exhaust pipe <laughs> with a hammer and nail. <laughs> can, you, um, can you disconnect the front wheel drive as well? So it's just, you're just yeah. constantly yeah. like ch- chirping the back out on gravel. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that. that'd be awesome. Um, I've got another email here from a chap called Andy who sent us pictures of his uh, one-litre Yaris colour collection, mm, special edition. Uh, oh. This is good. This is a cockroach rather than a deceased speck. Snatched from under the scrap man's nose with an hour to go before he arrived. It cost £150. But here's where Andy has shown his true colours because he then spent another £200 on four fresh Avon tyres and a new MOT. See, that's... That is treating doing it right. Just treating it right. That is treating um, it right. Bought for our seventeen-year-old daughter who hates it and wants a mini. So, do you know what it is? I've heard fair play. Good cockroaching, Andy. I've actually heard there's quite a lot of seventeen-year-old snobbery going on at the moment. Oh yeah, uh, and I'm thinking, I can believe it. how can you how can you be so demanding when it's clear that most of them have saved up no money towards the cause? What's that all about? Mm. I can just imagine the conversation if I said to my parents in 1996, right. When I pass my test, I'm fully expecting you to put, um, I don't know, let's a uh, Cavalier GSI on the drive, please. No, it would be newer than that. It would be, let me think, it'd be no more than three years old. So it'd be a 93 mm. car. What would, be a, what would be a funky or executive three-year-old car in 1996? A Mercedes 300E. That's a, a bit much, That's a, right. a bit much. Come on, man. A Peugeot 405 MI16. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, so can I have one of those, please? They, they, I mean, the, their face, they would just <clears throat> laugh out loud. They would lol Yeah. before we said yeah. the term lol. That's what they, they'd be lolling. Mm. They'd just go, this is ridiculous. What are you thinking? But I hear it's all it's all the thing. People, people, you know, oh, what's your first car? I want a top-spec Audi A1. <laughs> like, well, you, you are aware that that's a 30-odd grand car for a start, and you're more than likely going to smear one side of it down your mate's wall when you're trying to reverse out of a house party. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I suppose it is that, but it's the conflict is apparent between that and screwing up something nice and new, which they inevitably will do, but then the feeling of, like, well, you want to put your children into the safest thing possible, and that usually would mean the newest thing or the largest no, thing. Just get, but the two aren't necessary. No, just get what? early 2000s clear. Still really... Still really uh, strong. Smart car, really, really strong. It is. Yeah. No, I know. I mean... Mm. I'm just not having it. I'm yeah. not having it. That's what puts all the insurance claims up, because first cars are suddenly now really executive, luxurious things that just get, like, ru- I, mean, I wonder whether they are. I'm sure, they're, I'm sure they're not all, but I don't know. I don't really know. Oh, well, I should do know. Our, our next-door neighbour's daughter... Um, got a car, but I think she saved up as well. But she got a mini, but like an older mini. Um, of course, we I don't know any other young people. I think we need to. You don't, 
We need to. I think we need to sing "Happy Birthday" to Minnie for the for the Mini One. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it was last week. It's wasn't just it? turned twenty. Twenty years. I wonder, yeah. So yeah, wonder what the Mini One is going to get for its twenty-first birthday. What are they going to give it? What did you get for your twenty-first? Uh, a stereo. So did I. That's really. Did you? Yes, I bloody did. How weird. I, yeah. I got a, I got a new Pioneer head unit for the Granada. I was over there. Oh, I got like a stereo for my student bedroom, like a you know a oh nice a hi-fi. Oh sweet. Well, we both got audio. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I did. I've still got mine. Sony. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I haven't. I have. though it's, it's not long gone. I, I did hang on to it for sort of longer than necessary. I didn't use it anymore, but it was like I couldn't bear to get rid, but I have now. Um, uh, someone called Ashley wrote in, and um, Ashley Temple, hello, Ashley, and said, um, Hi, earlier this month, I purchased uh, this dead man's Xantia on Facebook for 250 <laughs> sheets. He owned it from new. Oh, perfect. And it was being sold by his grandson, textbook. Oh. Everything on the car works, including the hydraulic suspension and the two-liter HDI engine. I'm sure you'll agree is an absolute peach. Oh. There was also a pen knife in the ashtray, which I have left as a mark of respect. Oh, this is just beautiful! That's Hang on a minute. You said a Zantia. A Zantia. For, sent some pictures for two hundred and fifty got... quid. They were they were quite landyotty, weren't they? The Zantias were they quite big? Um, or was that the XM was bigger? Yeah, you're thinking the XM Zantia was the replacement for the um, BX, so uh, medium okay. sized. Yeah, 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 and. Um, it looks really tidy, as you'd expect. It's a jolly red colour. That's just scrap, that's scrap value. What I like about this is that Ashley sent not only a couple of exterior photos of the car, but then some sort of detailed interior pics of all the kind of, like, hand scum <coughs> and upholstery stainage as well, just to show what it's really <laughs> did, like. Did you? And a close-up of the penknife. Lovely touch. Did Thank you, you just, very much, Ashley. Did you just say hand scum? Hand scum. You know how, like, plastics in car interiors get that sort of... You know, yeah, I do, yeah. Where you look like you could scrape it off with a scalpel, kind of. Well, you probably could actually. No, I, I, I know because I think I've done it. I think I might have done some hand scum removal. Mm. Uh, yeah, you get it on laptops as well. You know, the keys suddenly are a bit discoloured, and you go, "Hang on, a minute, in fact, there's a lot of hand scum on here." I'm actually looking at my computer mouse right in front mm. of me. Oh, uh, I think there's God. a little bit on the side. Is do it- you remember? It wasn't brown when you bought it. Is that? Is that the sort of um, speeded up, less patient version of stalactites and stalagmites? I suppose it could be because it, you know, it's detri- it's detritus that's building up in layers, isn't it? Sediment. It's just just dead skin. Everything's dead skin. God, I was trying to explain dust <coughs> to my kids the other day. That's quite hard. And I realised as I was saying it that it was like oh, this sounds revolting and it may freak them out in a way that I didn't expect. So I kind of, I kind of rolled it back a little bit from it's just all dead skin you're basically breathing in dead skin um i didn't say that i i, I stopped short i wanted to um where i was heading with all these messages uh, is that um there's one from alistair somerville oh. who uh says i was compelled to share a story about contacting the previous owner of our cayman after months of searching i found the right car one owner low mileage early 987 Full history from Porsche Centre Tunbridge in a great colour, cobalt blue. The trade it was selling was very pleasant, but when pushed on the warranty, he was slightly evasive. He told me he was selling on behalf of his neighbour. It was her husband's car and she was recently widowed. The car wasn't being driven and he was asked to help. Wondering if it was all a ruse, the fact remained this was the car and I paid all the monies. 
I always wanted to contact the widow and let her know that this car was in good hands. After nine months of ownership, further Porsche sense of fettling, and 9,000 miles of adventures to Europe, we sent her a card including Polaroid-style snapshots of our voyages and assurance the car was cherished. Oh. Included in this email are photos of the note we sent her and what we got back. And it's fantastic. This lovely lady has written back said I was equally surprised and deeply moved reading your card and looking through your beautiful photographs Ian would be over the moon knowing that such beautiful and kind people are having an amazing time creating wonderful memories and that Herman in inverted commas is helping them to achieve this it's fantastic I love that because I know these things are just machines Mm. but they do they do take you to places obviously and they create they do create memories and I think there's a number of people out there we've said before that have a bit of a mechanical sympathy and and care for their belongings i suppose so in a situation that's sensitive like um a bereavement i think it would be great to know that the car i mean look if i if i died and none of my family cared about my car but they (laughs) but they knew that i cared about my car and it ended up they ended up selling or giving it to someone that was really into it i i would be i'd be very overjoyed about that that's cool Mm. i like that yeah, the lady uh, finishes her card to Alistair and his partner with um, "Have fun, keep safe, and make the most of life. Take care of yourselves and one another. All the very best." I thought it's just nice, isn't it? People, people are nice. Sometimes. Oh, this it was is a good. I mean, fair play. Alistair did a nice thing, and he, he, karma paid him back. That's um, that's brilliant. That's good, isn't yeah, it? So that's, that's really good. That's, uh, that's sort of where I Can we do a TV show about this, Because Should we just do this as a TV uh, show? Like fairy, yeah. fairy car mothers. Fairy, fairy. I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like we, 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 we make a little bit of a, a, a joke about deceased spec cars, but ultimately, actually, someone has spent a lot of time caring about that car, possibly garaging it, possibly servicing it at, on, well, on yeah. to the mile. And then it can easily go from that to just being weighed in yes. with one person making the wrong decision. And it has happened. It's a bit bit tragic, actually. That's the problem. Do you know what, though? The only thing, and there are, we've had quite a few more messages. I won't, I won't spend the whole thing reading out uh, these, but uh, thank you if you did send us one. And, um, but what, what did occur to me is that actually we got quite deep into uh, people have been sending all sorts of cockroachy type cars and things. And I suddenly realised that I feel like I do have to introduce some quality control in as much as just because a car is old and it has survived doesn't necessarily mean that it's admirable. Like, I do quite like those Toyotas just because I feel like they've done their job. They were engineered to be durable consumer products. Yes. And and the durability has shone through. They were, they were well-made from the off, intelligently constructed with quality materials where it matters and and that they shine through it's like having a good quality dishwasher or something you just go well fair play thank you well it's also you expect you expect exotic cars to be uh, to be well preserved because of their nature their original worth yeah but if if we were to if i was to go and buy a i don't know an mg3 right now and then worship it no one would really care would they no one would care whether i polished it every weekend or whether i didn't clean it for more than twice a year. Yeah. Talking of which, I um, oh, I, I'm desperately needing to to clean all of my cars. I'm, I'm very far behind on the cleanliness factor. Um, oh, I'm, don't don't get me started. 
Are you are you um, bad? Are you are you bad at the moment? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not as fastidious about keeping cars clean as as you are. I'm a bit of a lazy ass, but it's it's reached a point where um, I thought I'll because I don't have a driveway, so I have to I'll go through a bit of a a, a small faff. Yeah, yeah to run yeah. hose out to the front of the house, and then if I want to get the jet washer out cable extension all that so it's doable it's just that it's sort of not the work of a moment for various reasons and i thought well, i'll do that and then i'll just i'll do a little rotation and i'll do all three cars and get them all nice and spanky clean uh, particularly because we went to the seaside in the range rover and i'm a bit worried that it's got salty air on it so oh, hang on. <laughs> you, you, but you went there for like what two days or something yeah i know but did it rain no <laughs> but also <laughs> <So> you- <laughs> No, it's beautiful weather, but it's, it's sea air, isn't it? Because there's the thing about those yeah. those three two two Range Rovers is that people forget, although they're aluminium skinned like most Land Rovers, they um, they're actually a steel monocoque underneath, mm-hmm. so they can go a bit rotty. And so I thought I'd just give it a good. No, it's always hosing off. But the reason I haven't is partly because um, to do this would demand parking in front of my house and people keep parking in front of my house who aren't me and so i kind of and then the space opened up just as i was heading out to go and do an errand this last weekend and i thought oh brilliant when i get back i'll stick i'll stick the car outside i'll start my cleaning thing i've got a bit of time when i got back keith from up the road had parked his fucking duke in my space (laughs) why did why don't you put a sign on a uh, outside your house going would it be possible to swap this place with someone else's because i want to clean my car do you know what it never came down to it but I always thought that because uh, it this didn't it felt like people were a bit more sort of if given the choice between two spaces and one was outside my house and one was across the street outside no one's house, people would go for the the sort of no man's land space out of respect. And when I had the Jag, I never really had a problem with being able to park outside if I needed to charge it up. And I always thought I know the neighbours enough that I could always go to someone and go, look, would it be okay to do a little switch because I need to charge my car up? never happened but it feels a bit like would you mind moving your car so i can wash mine is that unreasonable no it's not unreasonable i think you should just do the easiest option which is to drive about 96 miles north of where you live and come and use my pressure washer and my cupboard (laughs) full of cleansing lotions i do have a pressure washer oh you do have one oh sweet i didn't know if you had all the right accoutrement okay yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. I do. Okay. I do. That's uh, no. That, that, it's just that it's not. You know, like I said, it's not the work of the moment to crack it out. It's just, it's just a bit of there's there's unfurling. Yes. There's unfurling and there's finding the right extension lead and there's a bit of yes. You know, you've got to dig in and admit it's going to take you a bit of time. Especially if there's baked on bird turds yeah. and things like that. You've got to be because actually the last time that I dug out the pressure washer to do a good old blast of shit off the car. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It took so long that I'd forgotten I'd got a, a fucking Zoom call with three other people. Oh, no, I hate that. Oh. So I took it on my phone not whilst while you were I was pr- trying to roll the hose up because there were people I knew kind of well enough that I couldn't I didn't have to look totally professional or whatever but right but at the same time they were like what are you doing and then I was trying to get the hose rolled up and wind up the extension lead and in the end someone went could you just stay still for a bit this is really disorientating <laughs> with your your going in and out of your shed and shit it's um it's all very lovely but please stop <laughs> So I did. I was I was uh, expecting you to suddenly say, "Oh yeah, I just carried on pressure washing the car at very very high volume uh, whilst <laughs> trying to maintain a Zoom call." Like, how on earth did you do that without fully pissing people off? Yeah, that would have been amazing. I suppose you could mute yourself though, couldn't you? I I've been uh, doing doing quite a lot of filming lately, uh, just trying to you know cr- crack on with the weekly YouTube videos and the uh, the two main videographers that I use. Um, for for all my material, great guys, Matty and Mark. I convinced Mark about a year ago. No, it was more than a year ago. About a year and a half ago, to buy a Nissan L Grand Japanese import. I know. Which I've seen I, it. of course you've seen it. Yeah, which is really good, right? And he like oh, yeah. he likes How's it, it a lot. going? It's been really good. He's actually he's he's thinking of selling it to buy an even more uh, high spec version he wants one i think in white what? with the, with the with the rider body kit which is very it look the rider body kit makes it look like um a sort of fighting robot sort of thing <laughs> it's a very a very very japanese so he right. he's he's thinking of, of of selling it and buying a different spec l grand and then i got my other videographer from the late break show matty Matty's got um, an Audi A3 that he's going to, uh, his wife's going to have, and they're going to sell the Audi A1. And he wants like more of a functional camera vehicle that he can put kit in and maybe do editing on the fly and maybe do have a few more adventures, camping adventures at the weekend. And it, he's, he's been umming and ahhing about buying a van for ages. He likes the idea of T6s and T5 VW vans, but I said, well, there's no point because they're all selling for a minimum of 150 grand at the moment and they're just a van. It's just stupid. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? And, like, and at the moment, people are just trying to wheel out really baggy transit connect tornadoes that have done like 600,000 mini cab miles and they're just awful. For, for double what they were two years ago. So I'm like, just don't... You're going to end up finding a horrific condition car. And he doesn't like buying cars. Cut to me, who does like buying cars, having a long think one evening. And I've and he, he mentioned casually, he went, I remember seeing a car once called a Honda Element. It was amazing. Oh. He said, And I said, right, you like the Honda Element? He went, yeah, I do. I, I think it's really cool. I said, well, it's not going to have the smallest engine... In, in in the world, but it's got quite a lot of functionality. Oh, there's a word for a press release. Functionality. And um, I started searching, 
and it turns out there's there's not that many. I think there's about from what I can see, there's about twelve in the UK. And um, yeah, um, but well, they're not worth a great deal of money. Are they not? No, I think five gets you a very good one. Oh, that's interesting. Now uh, I've driven a Honda Element. Have you? Yeah. Have you? No, I've not. I've just looked at them and admired them when I was in America and Japan. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because it was sold in Japan, so you can get them in right-hand drive, um, unlike um, cars that you can't. I'm trying to think of an example. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the, the, the point is that, yeah, you get you get right-hand drive ones. But um, it felt to me quite basic, like it had been built down to a price for the US market. So Because I think, it, which is what happened, that it was meant to be affordable for youngish people yeah. to go and throw surfboards and shit in. That was the sort of designer's vision in their minds. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it felt like one of those cars that has been sort of ruthlessly costed down. And that took the shine off a little bit because it looks Was it bad basic? Great. So it was bad basic or yeah, good basic? It's just sort of a bit... And it was an auto, this one. So it, it's one of those really old school sort of four-speed autos or something. Yeah. Oh, don't tell him that. I've got him all fired up for elements. Well, yeah, but, now. you know, I'm a car nerd. He's probably not that picky about this sort of stuff because he's not sitting there going, oh, they've decontented this. He's probably just, he'll either like it or he won't. That's the way he, that normal people treat cars. <laughs> he really likes... Um, he 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 really likes just having a, a kind of fairly relaxing drive, um, and I think he likes the idea of something that's a little bit more rugged, but not like ridiculous. And um, there's not uh, he doesn't like doesn't want an estate car because I tried to push him down the estate car road, but he, he, right. I don't think he's going to go down there. No, the elements are good. I mean, they are they're a cool looking thing, aren't they? I really like them. And, I like them. Um, they should have brought them into the UK with an efficient engine shouldn't they well the weird thing is as well they're one of those cars where you can tell what it was designed for which is america because when you see one in the uk they're a bit out of scale yes they're like a sort of 11 tenths model of themselves they're just a bit too big yeah they don't look it in the pictures but they are in the context of the us they look quite small but when you see one over here you go oh it is like the size of a of a transit connect or something and you just sort of you think it's not you think it's a bit bit smaller than that yeah that's how i found it anyway yeah so, oh yeah oh right ah oh it's yes mm. so um yeah <laughs> do you know sorry this is not this is not strictly relevant well it sort of is because um i think we touched on this in a previous podcast or maybe a real life conversation <laughs> how expensive jeep cherokees have become oh it's i mean did you see the one that sold a couple of days ago no, Ford, which fourteen? Well, I'm just on Car and Classic, and there's one here, a 2001 Orvis, which is like I used to have. Yeah, uh, in silver, fifty thousand miles. Yeah, it's up for seventeen nine nine five. Get away from town. I know. Below that, there's a there's a another Orvis from 2000, and it's a fucking diesel, which nobody wants. No, I mean, no, really. And that's up for thirteen grand. If, it's, if that sells, the world is going round the wrong way. They've gone absolutely giddy. Another one here, ninety-seven Cherokee Limited four-liter auto for nine grand. It's they've just the world's gone mad. I mean, they are they're they're great, but they're sort of great in and of themselves. They're, they're old-fashioned now. And I mean, there is one here. There's a ninety-eight Cherokee four-liter Limited for six two fifty. I mean. Once upon a time, that would have been idiotic, but that actually starts to look reasonable in the context of all these other ones. There's another one. Now, this does look very tidy. 99 Cherokee Orvis 4-litre, 75,000 miles for 14 grand. Gosh. But 
mean, Do you know what's happened? Sh- that could be the fastest appreciating not quite classic that I've ever known. Because yeah, I swear to mad, you, I swear it? to you, 18 months ago, those cars were still around the sort of two, three, four grand mark. Four, yeah. four for a really, really good one. In fact, a friend of mine, who I won't name him because he's going to sell it soon, he's got an Orvis and he bought it just as a winter hack yeah, because he lives down some, some bat lanes quite remotely. And he's, I think he's just suddenly realised, oh my gosh, that car that I paid like 1,800 quid for is possibly worth 18 grand. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's it is a cool car, but it's not... It's not that. Is it riding on the coattails of the Defenders? I don't know. Although, I mean, the Jeep Wagoneer over here doesn't really have much presence compared to the States. No, no. I love a Woody Wagoneer. Oh, but a Wagoneer yeah. is a different car to a an XJ Cherokee. Live in session this evening, Woody Wagoneer. Um... <laughs> Supported by XJ Chiro Key. One of my. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing it. He's like Shaka Khan, um, but uh, less than that. <laughs> no, in my, one of my um, unrealised fantasy lives in which I live in the US, I, I have a Woody Wagoneer. Though they've gone nutty, haven't they, price wise? But it's like, what I always find mad they about those Wagoneers is it's a 60s car and they kept on making it into the 90s. I know. So you can find like 1991 wagoneers for sale. You go, what? Hey, it's amazing, it's isn't strange. it? But they, I, I funny. Have you seen the new wagoneer? No, I don't think I have. It, oh gosh, it's shutting massive. I feel like I've got FOMO already. It's um, it came out when they announced it a few weeks ago. Um, it sort of looks okay in itself, but then I saw a picture online of one parked nose to nose with an old wagoneer, and first of all, it makes the old one look tiny. And it's not tiny, but it just shows how massive the new one is. And secondly, it it I'll try to find this picture and put it on the Patreon for with the show notes. But it's it, it, the new one suddenly looks really lumpen and badly proportioned compared to the old one. You realise how sort of classic and simple the old one was. But, oh. um, yeah, I'd love a Wagoneer if I lived in America. They're too big for here, I think. But I would very much like to convert one to EV. I think it would be a cool car. There's plenty of chassis space for all of the bits and bobs. Uh, I think a wood-sided one would be great. They are a bit Breaking Bad, I know. Yes, because um, yeah. Skylar had one. In she she bad, did. It was she? in very good nick. Yeah. I think, actually, the one she had in that show was like a, a, a 90s one or a late 80s one. Can't we, can't we go back to that era of manufacturers launching a car but knowing full well that it has to last at least let's say at least 10 years it has to be on sale at least 10 years maybe 15 well we crave the new though don't we but that's but jeep were absolutely against going against the flow yeah in doing that because i mean american cars and that model year thing we've talked about before is that, you know back in the day u.s cars used to get a major facelift every year didn't they yes it's like it was it was insane so it, it's not jeep were going against the trend yeah big citrons always had huge lifespans and citrons policy was let's just make it so high tech that it won't get dated quickly and then we can leave it in production for 20 years did that ever pan out though well they did go bankrupt at this point, <laughs> so i'm gonna say no <laughs> as in like this is so technologically advanced oh gosh we just launched it and it's all obsolete Oh, shit. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. But back back then, I suppose it was a bit easier. Now, now you can't. I mean, do nothing it. dates cars like infotainment systems. Yeah, do they? No, it's, it's like well, and it's pointless as, as I've probably mentioned before. I've definitely mentioned it in some of my videos. It's like the most future-proofed car is just a car with a dock in the dash. So a nice, yeah. a stylishly 
um, sculpted cabin that's spacious, etc., etc., and just have a frigging dock. Put a dock in it. I could put a dock in. And and people go, what about if people don't? You know, what about if an old person that's possibly going to die soon and then sell the car really cheaply buys it and doesn't have a smartphone and they want to know the they want to know how to navigate somewhere? I went. I'm sure the dealer could say, I tell you what. I'll go and get you a phone around the corner. The O2 shop's open. I'll get you a really good iPhone. It's 800 quid. So effectively, I'm knocking 800 quid off me selling you this brand new car that costs 35 grand. I'm sure they could probably do that. Do you know what I think? If you, you, you kind of want to digitally navigate somewhere, if, you, if you've got that in your mind, you probably also do have a smartphone, whatever age you are. Yeah. If you don't have a smartphone, you probably also use a map. Would be my. Do you know, I'm quite quite down with it. I'm a bit conscious that my kids. Um, well, I mean, I showed them my maps, and they th- they think it's something from Pirates of the Caribbean. But um, do, I, I, you do love a map, though. Don't I you? do. I do like a map. I, I'm keen on a map. But I was thinking of actually just saying to them, right, if we're going to go from here to there in driving today, this is how you do it. But I'm wondering whether that's just such a dad thing to do and they're going to laugh at me in about a decade and go, do you remember when you showed us how to use maps? And, like, that's never going to be a skill that we will need. And I'll just have to sort of cower and go, yeah, Daddy thought it'd be quite useful. (laughs) Daddy was wasting his time. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, What an absolute I don't. We're not going to do another episode where I'm just looking at cars for sale online. Yeah, I was going to say. I've up Jeep Jeep Wagoneers on um, Craigslist Los Angeles and there's... um, there's a 1991 Wagoneer with the wood sides, restored by Wagon Master. Mm. Mm. Uh, $65,000. Well, the the so. first mistake you've made is you've searched in California. Well. you would n- I would never buy one from California. What if you lived in California? I'd buy one from Montana. Well, oh, yeah, but then well, it I, might be a bit rusty, wouldn't it? Because it's damp. Uh, buy one in Arizona, Nevada, um, oh, Montana. Yeah. You buy one from n- the place where they're not that fashionable. Yes. Come on, man. Yes. That's why all of um, the best second-hand cars are always in Norfolk or uh, North Wales or Cornwall because mm. people can't be asked to go and get them. <laughs> but I like the journey. I was saying to my wife, I think the, de- the differences with driving and stuff with me and my, my wife is she likes the destination. I like the journey. I want to actually enjoy the three hours of getting there because it's three hours of my life I'm not going to get back. Whereas she's just like, get there, get there, get there, get there, get there, get there, get there. Do you know what? It's funny because cars that I've bought that have involved a little bit of a journey, I can remember the journeys. I could tell you how I got there, yeah. what it, what the weather was like, everything like that. Yeah. Because the expectation on that journey, the excitement is so much... It's, it's it's our thing though, isn't it's, it? It's a special moment. It is our thing. It's totally our thing. Um, We've never done one together though. That's what we need to do. We need to do. Th- we need to have that experience, um, and we need to go and fetch the vehicle. P.S. Did the, you see just, that car that I forwarded you last night? Yes, we're not buying that. <laughs> Why not? Because it's a fucking hearse. I know. I know, but it's a it's a straight six, and it's it's MOT till Christmas, and it's no money. Like, no money. I was going to say, we haven't said what it is, but now I feel like we should almost not say, and listeners have no, to guess, we're not, it's a hearse with a straight six. Can you guess what it is? It's a hearse is? with a straight six, and it's unbelievably cheap, and it's road legal. Unbelievably cheap. <sighs> it, I mean, honestly, it's scrap value. 
It's scrap value and it's MOT till well, Christmas. There's probably a it's lot just... of there's a lot of metal in a hearse, I suppose. Mm, isn't it's not actually. There's a lot of fiberglass on most of them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of filler. Yeah, um, it's unusual in as much as the um, the rear part, mm. the windows over the coffin area, <laughs> don't follow the the tumble home, if you will. Uh, yes, you're the, absolutely right. The side windows off the the donor car. Yeah, they're much more vertical, and that gives it a uh, an unusual, slightly vanish look, but uh, but it's interesting. I mean, I bet I bet that bit where the where where the side windows tuck in and then there's a sort of flat bit. I bet that whistles like bugger at speed. <laughs> but then it's a hearse. It's a hearse. When's it ever going at speed? When you're going to be on it in a hearse? I love the term on it. I think it's brilliant. Um, on it. Well, but, but we've talked about this before. Why? And unless you're a goth, why would you want to drive around in a hearse? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, hey, hang on. Let's take it back to a previous conversation on this on on this today's podcast. The prices of camper vans, motorhomes, and I don't know activity vans with stupid bras and hibiscus flowers on have gone through the roof. Yes. So could we not slightly dehearse that? I could put a lovely barista spec coffee machine in that. I could put an or- a side awning on it. I could put some um, some two forty volt plugs in it with an inverter. We could have some for sure some good times. Yeah, and not in a seedy way. Barista spec coffee machine. Just get a fucking kettle and a cafetiere. Okay, well that's what I mean. I mean that was just that's the camping version, isn't it? I was out walking the dog, and um, I saw. A funeral procession, mm, right? And the the hearse and the flower car following mourners' limousine were um, based on current shape Ford Mondeo hybrids. Hybrids. Mm, they both had the hybrid badges on the front doors, which are actually quite mm. good, I suppose, for low speed because you can probably that'll just purr along on electric for a bit. Yeah, that will. I wonder, are they plug-in? I can't remember. I don't know. I think they did but do a fev. Um, I think they very, did. Um, very respectful, silent. So quite a good idea. But then I was thinking, fuck me, when you're stretching one of those, you've got to be very careful if you're having to extend some of those orange cables. Because <laughs> I bet the batteries are at the back, aren't they? They'll be under the They'll be under floor. the where the fuel tank, or there'll be a different fuel tank probably, yeah. Yeah, wow. So that's a bit of a job, isn't it? I hope Coleman Milne, whoever it is, know what they're doing when they... Um... But yeah, they were, I think they were, they were probably new or new. I saw, I saw yeah. well, they're, they're that end of the road for Mondeo, isn't it, now? it's um, mm. and, and a lot of the ones... I saw a quality hearse the other day, um, and it was a an, uh, an Australian Ford. Oh yeah, um, they're falcons. Fa- aren't they? Falcons, Please. and I thought I bet that would be a, a good purchase as well. Another wise one to keep an eye, keep an eye out for. Uh, an Australian falcon hearse or slash flower car. I'm down mm. with that. I mean, I've just got to get this disease out of my out of my. What head. the disease of wanting to own a hearse? Well, that's true. Deceased spec, isn't it? We talk about deceased spec cars. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that, that sort of literal deceased spec. Why? Um, There's almost been a story arc in this show. Yes, from deceased spec to literal deceased spec. Yeah. What could be more than a hearse? Um, yeah. But you don't die in hearse. That's why I don't find them creepy. Nobody dies in one. No, but they're already dead when they get into it, depending on which part you get into. But if you're going in the back, 
you're brown bread, my friend, and that's yes. Um, you only travel on the think... back of a hearse if you if you've passed away. That's absolutely true. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you're right. Obviously, you by the time you're in there, you've been embalmed and shut in a wooden box. It's yeah, that's what I mean. Like... I mean, I'm like uh, I wouldn't buy a, an ambulance and turn it into a, an, a, an adventure camper because people do die in ambulances. God, this is getting a bit macabre, isn't it? That's true, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I think that's a darker vehicle to purchase than a hearse. Yes, but it's also it, it's its purpose is to save life, isn't it? And ultimately, lots of people won't have died in their price precisely because the ambulance got them got uh, to yeah, them true. in time. So there's a sort of upbeat edge to it, yeah. whereas the hearse very much just on the down. Yeah, that if you're in the back, it's because something bad has <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> i.e., your heart has stopped. <laughs> Do you know something? It's just reminded me of these repurposed vehicles because of the prices of campers and motems and stuff. A guy I know um, who races cars d- decided the prices of, of transport, race transporters and stuff was just obscene. So he bought from an auction a, a mobile library <laughs> and he bought it remotely. He wasn't there. He bid it online. When he won it and went to go and pick it up, he presumed it was empty he bought a mobile library absolutely full to the roof with everything what? from grotty novels to children's books. And Jeez. he had no idea what to do. <laughs> he said, well, I, he said, I had about 20,000 books in this thing and I had to get rid of them all because I was, he converted it into a, ra- a really neat race tra- transporter. So the car went in uh, the bottom and the sleeping quarters were at the top it was really neat what he did and on such a nice. budget like the money he spent on it compared to a, an equivalent motome was just amazing but um, he was faced with this problem of having a huge amount of books he, I, he said I think he did something like 12 runs to a charity shop in a, in a, in a very large car and then was like right and then, do you know what he did Go on. he burnt them Oh, come Which, on. I know, I know. I said the same thing. I said, that's awful. You can't do Back that. That's hell. really awful. No, you can't do that. That's what the Nazis did. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just, I, just put them outside your house. People will take the interesting ones. Actually, yeah, fill a, fill a phone booth with it in your local village. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, who could, who could turn down the opportunity to read a free book that smells a bit pissy? I mean, come well, on. Well, it might not. It might be fine. I'm trying to find, and I can't find... Someone um, sent me, or sent us, a message. Uh, it must be in the comments or something, where they they bought a car in which someone had actually died and not been found for a bit, and the smell was unholy. Um, oh my god! That was you. I'm sorry. I can't. You can't, you can't uh, sell we, that though, can you? Can you? I suppose. Uh, you can. Well. I think this guy bought it. I forget the story now. I apologise if that was you. It's, um, as what? You could tell, if, it a, well if it was a Koenig's egg and it was 15 grand, then maybe, yeah. But Yeah, it was a Porsche, I think. Um, I wish I could find it. I can't. Anyway, yes, that's that's what happened to um, someone who's... Bloody hell. Um, anyway, I'm still... Uh, that's, I'm just... I've, I've got about 100 tabs open here now in my browser because I was just checking Mondeo. Uh, yeah, no, no plug-in hybrid, just a hybrid... <laughs> Uh, but obviously, yeah, the battery is at the back, of course. Uh, but the motor is at the front, so there's a big cable. There's even a diagram, like a ghosted diagram of a car on the Ford website. So that's what Coleman Milne have to cut through to make the Mondeo to, to make the hearse hybrid hybrid hearse hybrid hearse. Um, the and this other hearse that we're not saying the name of. 
Oh, it's, I don't, it's just... got to get it out of my head because it's very, Can very, very... You, uh, uh, it's so tempting. Uh, it's so uh, wonderfully, wonderfully tempting. Is it, though? Um... Is this this is all part of some great plan? You get buy the hearse, can crudely convert it into a fucking camper van because it's got a cafetiere in it, yeah. and then lure me to Santa Pod to watch yes. some emeritus professor of philosophy yes. in his top fuel dragster. Yes, that's exactly making a racket. That's what I want. Yeah. I'll put hibiscus flowers on it. I'll probably put <laughs> a, 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 I'll put some alley cat alloys on it. What I don't know, some alloys, and then uh, yeah, it's exactly what I'm going to do. That's what, what I'll was do. that thing you said to me? You said to me last week, not not when we were recording, but we were we were just talking. We were talking about slot mags. That did we agree? They're the sleaziest type of wheel. What, what in the, wolfy slots? Wolfy slots. It's it's. I you know, <laughs> he's live in session as well. Wolfy slots. Um, uh, he's he's um, Alfie Noakes. Um, I I do think that slot mags are a fantastic wheel. I used to think, but they, they are were, sleazy, aren't they? They're just they, they're just. They are they are a time capsule of a certain era. They are the seventies. There's no more seventies wheel, I don't yeah. think, for a vehicle than a than a Wolf Race slot. And I would love it if Wolf Race were to start remanufacturing them in lots of different PCDs and Do they not? No, they made like eighteens or nineteens, like a really giant one. But it didn't mm. have it didn't from what I could see, it didn't quite have the dish. And oh, what's I, the point? Well quite. And I, I had Wolf Race slots on my electric drag car and, mm. and one thing i would say about them aside from the fact that it's it boldly says in the casting um made in england which i loved they are mm. so light you know they're a genuine they're they? a genuine performance wheel they were really yeah the, oh. the quality of them was excellent i had mine um i had mine di- diamond machined and um and polished and they were beautiful people would always go oh Loving the Wolf Race slots, mm, and um, yeah, and mine were what were they? They were, they were twelves on the front and fourteens on the back. They look good. If you hold a slot mag up to your nose, does it smell slightly of brute? Of course it does. I imagine it does. It smells yeah. of someone that's just finished a cigarette and then they've thrown a bit of aftershave <laughs> on because in their head no one will smell the tobacco. We've all met people like that, haven't we? And you get that heady mix of of sort of. And- of, of fire that's been hastily stamped out with <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get rid of the taint of this uh, recently extinguished forest fire yes with uh, with by throwing some oranges on it i um, i um i very very much like this i've actually looked at chops's suzuki jimny and and thought a, a good set of the right kind of um dish a good set of all fray slots with white letter tiring would look really good on that car mm I'm not sure there's any car that wouldn't look better with um, with a set of slot mags on it. Could I buy a set for your Range Rover? You know, I'm busy. No, you're not. You're not. Also, Very if I busy. did buy them, there would be a maximum of 16-inch diameter. Can you imagine how big the balloon tyres would have to be? To <laughs> oh, but the ride would be lovely. It would. It would. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thought on which to um, bring this all to a close. Um but uh, if you want to share any thoughts on anything that's been... I sound like one of those announcements on the TV. If you've yeah. been troubled by any of the issues in this podcast, please get in Call touch. Call the helpline, uh, which is smith, smith and and sniff at, at gmail.com. Gmail. 
com. There isn't anyone on the other line to talk to, but... Yeah, and we will do our best to not lose your email <laughs> that contains something interesting. But uh, but do get in touch. We do uh, we do read them all. I mean, I promise, absolutely. Well, I do. You keep losing the login to the thing. No, I, I, I go... I'm sporadic. I'd say every other week I, I spend about two or th- three hours really wading through. So I do try and respond. Mm. We put our names after the response so you know whether it's Richard or whether it's me. Well, that's on the Patreon when we reply to comments, isn't it? Oh, I just do it anyway. If it's if it's a private message on the Patreon or an email, I reply in your name, but make sure that there's lots of very offensive language in the message. <laughs> I, do, I do terrible spelling errors and then say, thanks, Richard. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I do thanks you know with an X. And actually, to that end, can I just say thanks to everybody that um, subscribes to the Smith & Sniff Patreon um, and supports us this way. It's very kind of you. Um, and it's really good of you. So uh, thank you. And we, you do get some additional interaction and details, especially if we talk about secret cars on eBay that probably are very easy to find. <laughs> or yeah. we sometimes share photos, which sounds seedy, but it's not. No, it's uh, a sort of, you know, like on DVDs, you used to have extra bits after the movie. It's like that. Would anyone ever watch the, the D- Would anyone ever watch a DVD with the commentary of the actors in as they're going through it? Go, oh, this is the bit where um, just before the cameras rolled, you let one go, and I tripped over a scarf, and you just go, oh, I'm not sure I really want to know that. It's sort of is that adding <laughs> yeah, value. Not interesting. No, we don't do that. No, just just pictures of shit. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, before we go, I have three things to tell you. Uh, one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, which has many excellent things, including a very good review of the Hyundai Isotonic 5, uh, <laughs> which I enjoyed enormously. Two, I have various books out. One of them is called uh, Medium Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia, Volume 2, uh, which, as you can guess, also has a prequel and they're available exclusively on Amazon as paperbacks or ebooks. And uh, what's the third thing I have to tell you? Oh, yeah, three. Um, the man who played Captain Hastings in the popular series Poirot also wrote the theme tune to Rainbow. What? Yeah. Hugh Fraser. The You're actor, very who, good, you are. Who played Captain Hastings was uh, also a flautist, and he well, co-wrote the Rainbow theme tune, the flute part. It's actually quite a funky song. He wrote that. So if you ever watch a rerun of Poirot on UK Shite Plus One, then just remember the man who plays Captain Hastings. He's the rainbow theme tune man. I'm thinking of the, the rude alternative lyrics to that song that we all learned at school. <laughs> don't, don't spoil it. Uh, and that's that. Um, we will be back again same time next week. Always. Until then, always. Thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. This is Smith and Sniff, in which two people talk about bobbins and cars and fucking bobbins and cars. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.